At Voyage Healthcare, we are still open and ready to see you for injuries, chronic conditions, med checks, and acute care. If you are concerned about safety, call to schedule a video visit. If you believe you've been exposed to the coronavirus or are experiencing any symptoms, please do not come into the office. We can best serve you if you call our coronavirus hotline at 763-587-7900. That number is also found at the voyagehealthcare.com webpage. At Voyage Healthcare, we are here on the journey with you. The Weekly Dish Podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hey, dishers, I know you're busy cooks with busy lives and you don't have time to read every label. You just want to buy your organic apples and celery and ground nut butter for dipping, and I know it's that easy. You want something that's not full of chemicals and preservatives and apples and celery are part of the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is a list of fruits and veggies that are typically grown using lots of pesticides and other chemicals but when you shop at Lakewinds Co-op you can shop with confidence knowing that you are cooking with high quality food from farms and businesses that pay fair wages and they grow their food in ways that are good for the planet with no pesticides chemical free. They have product standards in all their departments and their produce is 95% organic and as local as they can get it when, of course, it's not winter. But you can feel good about shopping there. There's no membership required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. And you can find all of their products in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, or Richfield in the store, or you can now get delivery from Instacart. Find more information at lakewinds.com. Good morning, Dishers. Welcome back to the second hour of Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here for you, people. This is a good time to be listening to a radio show about food. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it is. I know. Lots of good food coming Lot, ahead. Lots of good food coming ahead. Um, Guess what time it is? It's time for Top 2 in Hour 2. Give me the old one, one, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top 2, Top 2. The Top 2. Pick your best two. All right, this is the time that we talk about uh, things that we are mildly obsessed with mm-hmm. and uh, that we kind of love. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. I uh, had a first. Many of you that have traveled to the Northland have been to the Duluth uh, New Scenic Cafe. Mm-hmm. And I ate there for the very first time. I was in Duluth for a conference and it was... First of all, such a stunningly gorgeous restaurant, just very spare, very white, very full of beautiful wood. And then we had a smoked beet that was incredible, deviled eggs, which were just so good and smoky little roe on the top and dill and they were delicious. And then we had Swedish meatballs, which was one of the most beautiful plates of Swedish meatballs I've ever seen. I had some scallops and then my neighbor had smorgas which was like a brown piece of toast with egg salad and then dill aquavie shrimp on top mm. that was cold. And the whole thing was just so good. And then we had beautiful desserts. It's on my Instagram page, kind of all the things we ate. But I just loved 
talking with Scott Graydon, who's the chef up there, about the simplicity of Nordic cooking, about hygge, about yeah. just fika and taking time to slow down and enjoy yourself and take that moment. And we're getting sort of a enforced hygge, as it were. Yeah. And, you know, the bright side of this might be that we just get to slow down for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, that's my top two and hour two. Scenic Cafe. Okay. So today is Pi Day. I mean, 3.141579, whatever. I don't can't do that part. But I feel like math nerds don't get a lot of holidays. So I think we have to, you know, kind of be excited about this one. Um, I, I wanted to let you know that Pie and Mighty, which is the cute little delivery pie service that has been really working hard to open uh, a shop <clears throat> over in South Minneapolis, they are today opening their doors for the first time. Just at a small capacity, but still, they are doing uh, little slices of pie that are for sale, you know, at their shop. They were going to have Giacchino's Pizza, which is right next door, um, be a part of it. But they, Giacchino's is, they had a family thing that they had to deal with. So, it is it is pie at Pie and Mighty. And I got to tell you, I think that that's a good way to go support cute little lovely things. Also, the other pie one I want to shout out is... Um, because you can drive up and grab your pie and go, by the way. Uh, there's no seating. But at K Bracho, which is tonight at um, at Abel Brewing, uh, you guys know Balen Rodriguez. She's I've featured her on the magazine before, and we've talked about her before. But here's my gig, because you know, you know me. I'm a little bit more of a savory girl than I am a sweet girl. And I do love a good pie, but like a fruit pie and whatever. But really, I want a meat pie. I want like empanadas, and I want a meat pie. I want cheese. She has... A camembert en croute. Yum. Which is a big, like, <laughs> cheesy pastry. It's cheese and puff pastry, basically, but we're going to call it pie. And I can't tell you how much I want that right now. Yum. Pie. Like, cheese pie. Well, and Sarah's pie Tipsy Pies and Stillwater will be open with her hand pies, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, cheese pie can be a thing. Why not? Why not? Right. So that's so pie. And those two are my two top favorites for pie. What's your next one? I wanted to do kind of a globally thing. Okay. So many of the grocery stores have uh, prevent are stopping sampling for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So a lot of local products really get a lot of sales generated through sampling. Right. You go, you try their new thing and then you buy it. Right. So I just want to call out a list of some local products that had sampling scheduled that will not be sampling that just take a chance on them because they're Minnesota makers and they're locally owned. So, um, uh, triple crown organic barbecue sauce, Maddie and May's popcorn, darling pickle dips, tomb garlic dips, North mellow marshmallows, freak flag organics has a lot of sauces. Yes. Um, double tree salsa, Lulu's Brazilian snacks, cook cookies, daddy Sam's revel greens is the greens Buy those. Oh Yeah. Load up, Atlas Provisions, Three Bear Oats, Sarah's Tipsy Pie, Salad Grill, Organic Salad Dressings, Mostly Made um, is a great thing to have in your freezer. It's already uh, made, and then you can just top it with puff pastry or potatoes. They make like shepherd's pies. And so when you're at the store and you're loading up on your pantries and your provisions, throw a couple of local made products in there. It'll help their families too. 100%. 
Someone just tried to Facebook call me. That was weird. Um, <laughs> was that your kid? No, I think it was Stephanie Meyer. Um, all oh. right. So here's the other thing that I that I love is that it is maple syrup time, and that's why you know I was loving that. What's her buckets was talking on the on the Facebook page. She's going to boil down some sap. So here's the deal: Lowry Nature Center of Three Rivers Park, which is out in um, Victoria. Now you heard me say that the arboretum is closed, which means their maple syrup fest stuff is done. But Lowry Nature Center is still doing their maple syrup festival today and they moved it all outside so that's a really great thing um it's from today from 1 p.m to 4 p.m and what they're doing is that they are just changing the scope and so they're going to move all the activities outside they're going to eliminate the hands-on food elements but it's a free open house and you can stop by any time and you can explore enjoy the fresh air learn about the process of making maple syrup um and it's basically just going to be, they've just sort of rechanged it a little bit, but it's still going to give you that like feeling of being a part of the maple syrup process. And I yeah. love, and the maple syrup, if you have any maples, I mean, I would learn how to tap those babies and that's a fun activity you can do at home. It's a lot of boiling. Like it's like 40 <laughs> gallons for like a tablespoon or something like that. A but lot it's, of boiling. it's a lot of boiling in your so house. You might go through your gas reserves, <laughs> <Right>? but... <laughs> I'm not saying you should be building a sugar shack in your yard, but I'm not not saying that either because, you know, you might have some time. You know. You know. Yeah. Kind of a lot of meats are getting braised, I think. I, I did don't. pull out the pork shoulder today. Did you? I've got a red cabbage. I loaded up on cabbage and squash and oh, potatoes. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, also letting you guys know again, of course, let's talk about the uh, our group, the Weekly Dish Instant Potters. Um, I'm just going to approve. It looks like I need to approve 20 people. So yeah, because you go. all bought dried beans and now you're like, oh, I got these dried beans. I need Listen, to work cook them in my instant pot. If ever there was a time that if you all were feeling like, I don't know what to do. With I'm, my instant I'm pot, little, I've never used it's it. It's sitting in a box. Well, guess what? The instant pot time is now. So because not only is it going to keep your house again for me, I love it because it keeps my house cool because yep. my oven does not heat up. So if it's like a warming time, you know, if like you get into the, all this stuff, it kind of keeps your house in a nice, cool space. You can make so much bone broth that it is ridiculous. Go buy your rotisserie chickens and start your parade of yep. bone brothing. Um, you know, just it's really an, and it's an interesting way to sort of like learn how to do so many things quite easily. So, you know, of course, the eggs boil all your eggs. And we always talk about that. But yep. again, if you have frozen things, this is what I love about the Instant Pot, too. When you have frozen things, you don't have to wait to thaw them out if you're going to cook them in the Instant Pot. The whole chickens, I put in frozen whole chickens all the time. And it's like 25 to 40 minutes. That's yeah. it. Depending on the size and what you have. And you're just going to pull the meat off and you're going to use you're gonna the shred bones it. to you're make gonna, broth. You're going to put it in soup. You're going to put it in yep. a pasta or tacos. You're going to put your sauce on it. Just don't forget that that's the easiest way to do this. Um, can I just tell you, someone wanted to know about anti-inflammatory foods. Oh, yeah. We have a few minutes here. Yeah. Um, berries are anti-inflammatory. These are things that are going to keep uh, inflammation down, which prevents thickness from occurring yep. as best as we can. Fatty fish, so salmon, sardines, herring, mackerel, anchovies, broccoli. Good. Avocados, green tea. Great. Peppers, mushrooms, grapes. Grapes are anti-inflammatory. Grapes, which is therefore, you know, if you do raisins too, turmeric. Yeah. So turmeric, of course, that's a big. You one. guys put a tablespoon of turmeric in everything you cook. Chili. I don't. Soup, that's a. 
It's a very specific flavor, though. It's so not. It's just <laughs> like orange. No, it's a and very it's anti-inflammatory. I mean, that's great. I'm just saying. It's earthy. They sure often you, use it in curries. Make sure you like turmeric before you put it into like, here's my here's my cream of potato soup. And then you put turmeric in it. It's going to be Now different. you're going to have an Indian cream of t- potato soup. I'm and it there. will be equally delicious. I'm loving it, but I'm just saying. Be aware. Turmeric is very anti-inflammatory. I try to sneak it in every single thing. Do you really? Yes. Um, I, that's crazy to me. I do. I eat it all the time. Extra virgin olive oil, anti-inflammatory. Dark chocolate and cocoa, anti-inflammatory. Yes, I know that. that I didn't load up on enough that. of that. I am um, going to make chocolate mousse tonight. Yum. From the New York Times website. That's I'm a great recipe. By the way, Danielle asked if we have a... Uh, she says, since we are trapped at home... Uh, with our children, <laughs> do you have a good Play-Doh recipe? Mine turns out, but then gets moldy pretty fast, and I don't want to use up all my flour. You know what? I think there's a couple of good slime recipes, too, that might be good. Yeah, you If you don't mind glue. getting slime everywhere, but I'm going to look that up. It's right here. Uh, two cups flour, three-quarter cup salt, four teaspoons cream of tartar, two cups lukewarm water, two tablespoons of vegetable oil or coconut oil works, food coloring, and quart-sized bags. I wonder if there's something other than flour that you use. I don't know, because she's saying she doesn't want to use up all her flour. Um, we'll look for it, Danielle. Yeah, I'll see if I can find we'll something that's not flour-based. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about stuff for your pantry, freezing things. We have uh, somebody asking for a good air fryer food recommendations. We're going to help you out. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. We're answering Play-Doh questions. We are here for all things Play-Doh and homemade hand sanitizer. <laughs> I made my homemade hand sanitizer last year, and many of you people thought I was a nut. But boy, am I looking smart now. I know. My sister actually had to bring her dog over to stay at my house for a couple weeks, and she texted me very early this morning. She was like, thank you for the hand sanitizer by your door. I used it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. Um, Um, Okay. Perfect pantries. Perfect pantries. That's what we're talking about. We're just getting you know, off pantries. <laughs> yeah, you're all stocking up. How about no pressure pantries? No pressure panta- pantries. pantries. I was going to say panties. Panties. Uh, ooh, no pressure panties. What? That's a whole nother show. What is it? Um, we talked about some anti-inflammatory foods. Our friend Stephanie Meyer, who has freshtart.com, who's real smart, she did something that was different than what I had seen. And so I wanted to share that with you guys. There is still time to get to the grocery store. There is time to there help. Are, there are foods on shelves. There are. There are. and Quite a few, actually. Yeah, it's still okay right now. And if you, some someone actually, I just wanted to bring this up too. Your neighborhood app, which usually drives me crazy. Because it's like. What do you mean? Oh, the neighborhood app. I just, oh, next door? Yeah, that's it. Thank I don't you. Have next door app. I have it. It kind of drives me crazy. I live in an area where there's a certain amount of crime and I feel like, oh, why do I need to know all this stuff? But I will say one of the bright spots in this is what the young people are doing. So young people are not as at risk for this virus, obviously. So we're talking about a high risk. Yeah. yeah, Teens. We're talking 20 year olds. And when what they're doing is trying to figure out ways that they can mobilize and use their healthier bodies and their creative resources in order to shop for their neighbors, run errands for neighbors, fill cars with gas for neighbors. So I just think that right now that Nextdoor app and if you've got the will and the way to volunteer up your time or your services because you can go out and about. Yeah. Might be really helpful right now. Yeah. 
I mean, anything you can do, right? We can hope for that. That's right. So our friend Fresh Tart, she's really funny, Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer. She talked about ways that you can load your pantry with fresh food, right? Right. So thinking about ways that we can freeze eggs, as it were, or thinking about ways that we can um, use citrus that we have. So some of the examples that she used... In her, these are things that she's working and putting in her freezer. So she's got ground meat, obviously, for meatballs, burgers, sauces, skillets, roast things. So pork shoulders, beef pot roasts, canned tunas, fish, sardines, smoked oysters, frozen fish. But she's also got frozen berries that she's using for yogurt or for pancakes or smoothies. Frozen greens. And I loaded up on these. Kale, spinach, things for quick sautés and hashes. Great. Yeah. Putting frozen spinach in soups, anything that you're fortifying the nutritional value of the foods that you're eating. Frozen cauliflower. Actually, there's rices, sautés. There's a million things you can do with the cauliflower. Yep. Fresh cabbage, Brussels sprouts, radishes, potatoes, sweet potatoes, onions, celery, garlic, parsnips, turnips, rutabaga, celery root, beets, winter squash. All of these hearty vegetables can last for weeks in a pantry or a refrigerator. Oh, yeah. If you put your squashes kind of in your dark place, dark, cool place, they're going to be there for you for a long time. Think about what our grandparents did with the beets and potatoes. Hello. Yeah. So you're going to make your own fresh kind of root cellar, as it were. Um, Fresh citrus, because they can last a long time. But how do you? Here's what you do. Yeah. Talk about that. You juice the you juice the fruits. So you buy citrus, but then you juice them and you just keep that juice in your refrigerator. It works forever. And you can also freeze it in ice cube trays. Yes. So buy your lemons, your limes, and then juice them, freeze them in ice ice cube trays. I love this. Also bananas. So frozen bananas. You I just... froze I have I had to actually throw out some frozen bananas because I was like, these have been in here for far too long. I oh, mean like never too long, Stephanie. I don't know. I mean they were there for like years. They were down to a shriveled place. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But All I do I do substantive water <laughs> was gone. Seriously, but the fr- but every time a banana gets too black, I just whip it into the freezer. Yeah. All and the then time. you can use it for banana breads or yeah. you can use it for banana pancakes. Um, stocking up on baking flours. So it's not just that you would have regular flour, but maybe you have almond flour, maybe you have coconut flour. And do this, we, yeah. Does she talk about freezing that or is that? No, but okay. you can. Yeah. And Did just you know remember that? that, I mean, just remember that flours are a raw product. So just do be aware of the dates on them. You can freeze them. You can freeze flour? Almond flour. Oh, it's just almonds, ground almonds, good. freeze it. No, I know. And I'm just saying that the regular flour is a raw product. Like you have to remember that because it does go bad. So just freeze it. It's just, just freeze put everything it. in your freezer. If you don't have a freezer, I don't know what. Um, if you healthy cooking fats, obviously we've talked about olive oil, also coconut oil and coconut oil lasts forever in your cupboard people. So that's a good one to just always have on hand. <laughs> um, dark chocolate. Uh, I did not buy enough nuts and seeds. Also freezing. You can freeze nuts and seeds. So if you want to buy a couple extra packages, that's a really good idea. I didn't think about that either, that I could totally just freeze freeze some that dried fruits, obviously snacks, baking um, eggs. You can freeze. You can also, if you have the time, make frittatas. Yes. And wrap those in individual pieces. So you've got some grab and go breakfast items. Yep. They heat up really nicely. Um, let's see what else. That was kind of her list of things. There's okay. also, um, she had a list of 
things that you can make and refrigerate. So condiments, right? She's got right. a new condiment book. We've talked with her about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, using your herbs. So buying your herbs, putting them in with olive oil in little ice cube trays and making individualized containers to throw into soups, salads, pastas. Yes. Um, chopping vegetables. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You can also make like, did we say pesto? Because I uh-huh. think that's a huge thing to freeze. Yeah, you can. I make pesto a lot. In fact, that was half of the stuff in my freezer when I did freezer February and I did not eat all the pesto. So I still have some left. Um, You can also pesto freezes best, I think, without the cheese in it, because then you can add it when you. So you're just going to do the garlic, the nuts, the herbs, the olive oil, and then you can add the cheese later. Okay, you can freeze it with the cheese. I just think it's better when you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of am a freezer expert right now. You are. No, I defer <laughs> 1,000 to you because also you have this thing where like you have taken things out and you know. Like for me, I'm yes. like, yeah, throw it in there. Just throw it in there. And then I don't see it again until I go, mm, this Yeah, no, weird. I've been eating out of my freezer for Do you think that when people weeks. have little weird like the cr- ice crystals on things, do you, do you like the freezer burn? Do you still ignore that or do you, what do you do? Do you care? Um, On meat... I will cut it and use it in soups and stews. Okay. So I don't use that steak to grill because it's going to be a different texture, but yeah. I will put it in soups and okay. stews or That's to make good. broth. Like, don't throw it away. Just, nope. you know, I never purpose. throw anything away. No, this is clear. <laughs> this is very clear. That's why you're going to be the last one standing. That's right. Hopefully. Okay. I will. Uh, all right. Well, we'll take a break. You guys, when we come back, we actually have a special guest calling in. We're going to be talking to Mike Brown of Travail, who's got some stuff to talk about. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this crazy day. I'm Steph March. I'm here with uh, Steph Hansen. Hansen. Hansen and Smarch. Um, you know, these are the weirdest times to be people who talk about food um, and maybe even weirder times for people who are trying to run and operate restaurants. So we wanted to bring on uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the show. He's been on the show before many times. Mike Brown of Travail. Are you there, Mike? Hello. 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 How, are, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing OK. How are you guys? We're OK. We're OK. Uh, we definitely we wanted to have you on the show because you have some news and we wanted to talk to you a little bit about what it means and what you have going on. So go right ahead. Well, um, we uh, at Travail, we're planning on opening our flagship restaurant again um, at 3.0, the uh, building project over in Robbinsdale. It's taken us a couple of years to put together this new building and uh, we've been planning on being open on Tuesday, but uh, plans have uh, changed as of yesterday. We are going to be postponing our opening. Okay. So this is Travail 3.0 is of course the, the restaurant that you guys have been working on building in Robbinsdale across the street from what is now pig a my pizza. And you've been working on this beautiful space for, I mean, I think like a year or more, right? And the idea was that you were going to open this past Tuesday or this coming Tuesday, but you're telling us now that due to the circumstances surrounding, you know, the pandemic and the economic place, you guys are postponing it for a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were, we're saying uh, four to eight weeks. Um, we're basically following suit of uh, what other restaurants are doing in other cities. Mm-hmm. Can I basically we're look we're looking at Seattle and we're looking at what's happening in New York right now and um it seems like that is the reality that's coming and we're we're put into a situation where we had to decide whether or not we were going to open a restaurant for 2 weeks or maybe 3 weeks 
before um, things start to uh, dwindle to a point where we have to actually close the doors. Yeah. So, you must be devastated. Yeah, I'm pretty. We're pretty. We're pretty worked up about it. it yeah. Was, uh, so and crushing. I just want to say um, I'm sorry because. You can say that because I am sorry. You guys have worked so hard and there's so many people out there that are feeling impacted in ways, both economically, financially, physically. You're also worried about your own health, about your families. So I'm sorry this right. is happening. Yeah. Um, thank you. And it's, it's, uh, it's hard on us because, you know, we have to, we basically had to lay everybody off yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, probably the one of the worst days of being a business owner in my life. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think a lot of people don't, you know, I know that there's a lot of Twitter stuff about don't do this and don't do that. But I think that they have to remember that restaurants, you know, it is a family. It is a family that they, that you guys are, you, I know because I have talked to many of you, the pressure of keeping up a job for someone to, is very, very real for these kids right. and for these people. So making these decisions well, many, is not light. Many of many of these people have been with us for, um, we've been open for 10 years. So there's a couple of people that have been with us for 10 years and nine years, eight years, six years. Um, it's a, uh, it's horrible, and um, we we basically um, we spent the entire day speaking to every single resource that we have between chefs that um, we know from different states, chefs from the in-state, um, obviously our accountants, our attorney, our everybody that we've when we were like this is this is the plan, like we want to open, but. What does it look like to open right now? Right. And then be be sitting in a, in a seat where, you know, it was, the, the second that governor, the governor gave the speech yesterday, which is kind of the beginning of the process of um, slowing things down commerce-wise, um, asking people to, you know, not be at, at large gatherings or if you are – in a in an enclosed space under 200 people that you uh need to at least be six feet away from somebody or not be there for more than 10 minutes that's when phone calls started kind of coming in emails started coming in like and people that are at risk we totally understand yeah and um, we lost about 25 percent of our ticketed business that had already been sold um about three hours and, yeah. Um, you know, once you once you dip below about twenty five percent, it's really not cost effective to even have a restaurant open. Right. And um, that's when we you know talked to our friends from New York and a couple of people from Seattle, and they're just like it doesn't. That's how it starts, and it doesn't get any better. It, yeah, it's the beginning. It's not. Can, yeah. And how I know. Do I, how do I open a restaurant into that? Yeah. How do you open? Yeah. Instead of, and I think that you guys being proactive like this, instead of trying to like, you know, fine dining is a different thing. We're talking, you are in a fine dining space and that's already a very small, you know, lane locally. And then to be able to then say, 
I think what is important is that you're thinking ahead. You're thinking, how can we preserve the cash, you know, and make ourselves soluble so that when the time is back, when we at the time is right, that we can then come back at full strength. Right. And in no way are we upset with what's going on with, you know, these announcements from the from the governor. Or sure, the, sure, know, the sure. Because these, these are things that, these are precautions that are, set to help uh, control the burn of what's right. going on so that things don't get out of control um, and um, to make to help our people in the in the hospital world to be able to to, to have control of what um, will be coming down the road here and in the midst in the midst of this because I know that you're not here yet because right. how could you be because you're dealing with this in real time and it's moving so fast. Right. I am getting a lot of people in the community that are wanting to reach out and help restaurant workers, help people that work in hotels that maybe are getting laid off. So I know that this day isn't right now and isn't today because you're dealing with a lot. But I would encourage everybody to stay in communication with Stuff March. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram myself, because I think there will be opportunities where we'll be able to create some funds or some resources that will help some of these people that are being laid off or being cut back to halftime work. Right. And um, it's uh, there's, there's a couple of companies. Uh, there are a couple of programs out there. Of, uh, I think it's called Servers Serving Servers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to help with mental health and to help with counseling for anybody who's having a really rough time with this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, unemployment, you're you're kind of in a range right around 60% of what you make. So um, the worst case scenario for anybody that's not able to get a different job, you're looking at. Um, and that, and that's kind of the counseling that we've been giving our people. It's like, you'll either get a batten down the hatches with what you can make with unemployment or try to find a temporary work right now that there will be work out there that needs to be done yeah. to, help, to help get through this. And you're with some of the most capable people we've ever, you know, you're hardcore people. So yeah. it's something that you could do and you need to. Um, go ahead. No, I was just saying, let's talk a little bit about Pig, because Pig Ate My Pizza, which is, it's still open, and it's across the street, so this is, right. what we're talking about is travail, you know, the travail experience, and yeah. um, so Pig Ate My Pizza, talk a little bit about what's going on there. Right, so yeah, we, we know that fine dining, and I mean, if you read every article that's happening out there, you know that fine dining is the one that takes the biggest hit, and then the some of these smaller, more comforting food restaurants, even some of the fine dining restaurants in Seattle have actually switched their entire program yeah. to become comfort food that's easily and accessible for people to uh, to be able to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's what we're basically doing with Pig. Pig is obviously our pizza and uh, brew pub. So we brew our own beer there, um, make wonderful things with pork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we... Uh, we were, we were a pizzeria and pizza about a hundred, 110 people. Um, last night we were really busy. I assume tonight we'll be really busy. I think that things might dwindle off in the next week or two, but the, the thought is 
that we're going to use some of our some of our people from Travailed and ourselves to start implementing ways to get um, uh, dinners out to people if they'd like to do uh, pickup or delivery. And I think that a lot of the restaurants are going to start moving in this direction. You've seen some of the posts out there yeah, um, from every other restaurant. And I, I just can't, um, I can't uh, push the point enough that um, everybody needs to just obviously take care of themselves, but they need to um, keep their local small, small businesses in mind when it comes to purchasing things like food or even like going to the hardware store, like that hardware store guy, he needs that business too. Yep. And everybody, I know that every small business that's going to try to as much as they can to survive this, they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they can at least get their service to their product to people. And everyone's going to get creative. Yep. So um, for us, we're going to be making like family meals that can be bought and picked up curbside or, uh, we're going to be definitely be tapping into um, the many different uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and things like this. Um, and then we're going to uh, um, keep going business as usual at Pig and Pizza. Great. We're going to sell as many crawlers as possible. We think that <laughs> crawler sales is, yeah. Yeah. People are buying beer off the shelf like crazy, which is totally fine with us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Clean that shelf off like the toilet paper shelves for yeah. us. That's, that's honestly the that's the real um, that's the real deal, and uh, um, we're we're more than willing to, to to just crowl up beer for people because I know that uh, the uh, the beer sales inside are probably going to dip pretty hard, but yeah, uh, just but the pickup is good. A lot of lot of takeout last night. Right, a lot of uh, great crawler sales. A bright spot is that we're yeah. So let's all say that we absolutely our hearts go out to you and your team and all the managers and the cooks and the staff and everybody at Travail. And you know, if you guys want to help support, you know, that we do have fine dining that when we get back into the into the groove of our daily lives, I'd say go support Pig Ate My Pizza because it's a it's a great way to level it up. So thanks, Mike, for yeah. being on the air. Good luck. Let us know if anything, you. you know, any updates, and we'll we'll kind of keep sallying forth. Keep the positivity up. I'm sorry that was a tough interview, but it was good. You did well. A little shaky at points, but honestly, like we're taking this in stride. We're staying positive, and we're trying to be a positive force in this community. And I know that every other restaurant that I've talked to is doing the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Talk to you soon. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thank you so much for hanging with us today, gang. I know a lot of you, uh, you know, look for community and a lot of you find it in food. We certainly do, the two of us sitting here. Um, and we are always, we know that this is a strange time. And we also know that we're walking into a place where a lot of people will find themselves only being able to access other humanity through social mediums, through broadcasts. We want to be there for you and we want to be able to help you through this as best as we can because you are important to us. So, um, without getting all weird. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we are, so what we want to commit to you guys is that we're going to really put the Facebook, we're going to kind of get a little bit more robust this week on the Facebook page and we're going to post some recipes. We're going to, but you know, put things out there. But we'd love for you to, 
tell us what you need. So definitely on the Facebook, let us know if you're looking. Send me a picture of your entire pantry. I love this. I need recipes for all of this. I love it. You might need some more specifics. Yes. But we'll be um, on the Instagrams. We'll be on the Facebooks. Yes. Weekly Dish is a great spot here. Instagram, our Weekly Dish Instagram is really about Forget in it. Studio. I'm not on it. <laughs> That's a hard thing for me because there's already so many other things that, you know, socials that we have to do. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. So make sure that you let things that you let us know what's going on. Um, we want to be there as a resource for you. And, uh, yeah, so that's what we got for you. And again, um, you know, join up with each other. We're going to see, think about maybe hosting a little, uh, some Facebook lives that'll be like a little, maybe we can all get in and do a little cocktail hour online. I think that'd be fun. Um, all right. So just letting you know some of the other stuff just happening. Um, I know that most of the St. Patty's Day stuff has been sort of canceled, the parades and things, but, um, you know, you can still do Guinness brownies at home and you can still definitely make some Irish stew. Um, my favorite thing is to make is, of course, the corned beef thing. And then I want to do Irish cheddar. Um, I want to do Irish cheddar sandwiches, like grilled cheese melts kind of thing. That's my big thing is if I can have the corned beef, but I want an Irish cheddar melted across a big, thick piece of bread. That's kind of all of the things. That's my favorite part. Um, uh Let's see what kind of do you, and beers and everything else. You can still do Irish beers for St. Patty's Day. You can even make your beer green if that's absolutely what you need to do. That's fun. Just saying, I'm not going to be mad at that. One thing I did want to shout out, you guys. Another thing that is happening that is still happening is the Northeast Farmers Market. Now, uh, oh, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, they canceled that. Okay. Uh, there's, but I was going to say, remember that if you are panicked because you go to the big box stores and you don't see a lot of stuff, check out your local co-ops. Check out, you know, Lake Winds. Check out uh, the smaller spaces in terms of, you know, the Harvest Moon co-op for my lovely wee subbers uh, is something that uh, has a lot of stuff on the shelf. Are you still here with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I am. <laughs> I am. All right. Um, one other thing to let you guys know is that uh, Pajarito, they are going forward with their opening on Thursday. So Yeah, and a diner. lot of people went last night and loved it. It's a beautiful restaurant. It looks great. Um, so there's a good thing about that. So, yeah, if you're still going out for pie day, there's still, you know, Surly Brewing. You know, obviously you can go and have pie up at Surly Brewing, a pizza pie. Um, and, uh, they've got some new, uh, Pina du Nord, a collaboration beer with Pint House Pizza of Austin, Texas. And it's an IPA brewed with pineapple and lime and oat milk. And that's at Surly Upstairs Yum. for Pie Day, which is kind of fun. Um, some other things going on, um, is, uh, I just, I don't know if this evergreen foraging class got canceled, but I wanted to shout out, I've been sort of doing some foraging, you know, work for a story. And uh, are you I, actually foraging? No, no, no. I'm researching foraging. Okay. And I found this lovely, and I'm hoping to have them on, you know, this spring. We're definitely going to have Alan Burgo on, the forager chef. I love Alan Burgo. Yep. He's the mushroom guy. He's the forager guy. He's got ramps. Oh, and- God. He's got more than ramps. He talks about, there is, if you go to his site, you guys, it is, if you don't want to go step inside of a store right now, well, there's not a lot on the ground, but there are things like spruce tips that you mm-hmm. could be buying, that you could be foraging right now. Um, but so that's definitely the forager chef i might put that link up for you but this one four seasons foraging is um it's kind of a, it's maria i think her name is uh Wesserla, and she was doing a class today at inga Bretzen's, uh or at norway house and it really was all about 
foraging pines because in the wintertime, the Nordic culture definitely, you know, they, they forage for pines and little, the spruce tips and they make syrups and they make baked goods out of them. They eat them. They put them in salads. There are no poisonous pine trees, by the way. There are no poisonous spruces. So I you, did not know that. I know. This is part of my research. And so you can, whenever you, so the spruce tips, what we're talking about. So, you know, when you see like the, the, the pine trees start shooting up things up top as they're starting to grow, that's when you know you're about six weeks out. And then you look on the bottom branches and those little bright green things at the very end of the branch, those are spruce tips. You can eat them, like, put them in salads. They're vitamin A and vitamin C heavy. Oh my gosh! Because I know I have an island in northern Minnesota I, you full of be, pine trees. Well, and this woman, this is great. She's teaching you how to do this kind of to look for this stuff. Also, she's going to show you how to make like pine infused vinegar, switchel, hot tea, and I love this idea: juniper butter. I think a juniper butter on a big fat piece Yum. of rye bread sounds delicious. God, that sounds good. Are you making soda bread for St. Patrick's Day? I don't think so. I'm not a huge soda bread fan. I guess I'm just I like sort it. of. I know. I think I was going to make. Oh, I mean, I'm going to make chocolate stout cake. Is what I'm going to make. Okay, and Guinness. will you do corned beef? I think I will do corned beef. Are you going to do it like on the actual Tuesday? No, and I don't like corned beef, so oh, I can don't. just be done with the corning and the corn and the pink meat that looks like tongue. I'm going to just it's have just like a, a giant pork shoulder. It's just like pastrami. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I'm done with my days of trying to make it perfect because I can just buy it. Right. And it's a lot better than when I try to make it. It's not that great. All right, gang. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. Sorry that it's a heavy day out there. Sorry it's a heavy year out there. Hopefully we gave you some ideas and provided some support for you. We're here for you. We're yeah. on the Facebooks at Weekly Dish, Instagram. Find us individually at Steph March and at Stephanie's Dish. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Ciao, ciao, everybody. This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on Pod MN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. Pod MN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download Pod MN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting podmn.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.